Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Heather McDonald has got the juices scoop. When you're on the road, when you're on the go, Juicy Scoop is the show to know. She tops Hollywood tales for real life, Mr. Segment, serial data, and serial sister. You'll be addicted and addicted fast to the number one tabloid real life podcast. Listen in, listen up. Woo woo. Heather McDonald. Juicy Scoop. Hello and welcome to Juicy Scoop. Return favorite. I have the man, the legend, the shoe collector. You know Carlos King from his awesome podcast. He is a top-notch reality show producer. He's a TV host. He does reunions. He does creates shows. He has the juicy scoop wearing a Dior sweater, which, by the way, that is very cute. Thank you. Um, it's it's subtle and it's classy. It's just enough. It, for those that aren't watching, it's a V, a cream V-neck <laughs> vest with Dior in multiple colors just written down one side. When did you get that? I got this a few months ago at the store in Los Angeles, actually. Oh, good choice. Yeah, yeah. It's very subtle, like you said, like my personality. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, some new scoop just hit today via People. Okay, what's the tea, girl? It is about Real Housewives of Atlanta. They are saying that NeNe Leakes and Portia are returning to the Real Housewives of Atlanta for season 16. Can you, can you say? If they, if people confirmed it. Can you confirm it? Fake news. Um, it's fake. So, <gasps> I mean, look, are we shocked that a Bravo blog created this fake news on a Sunday? First of all, on a Sunday... The only person who's breaking news is Jesus Christ. Okay? People <laughs> Magazine is not breaking news about Housewives on a Sunday. Oh. It's not happening. So that's when I knew something was fishy. Mm-hmm. Then I saw the actual time that this alleged article was written. And it was like 15 minutes before it was posted. It, it's all fake. I know these girls personally. NeNe Leakes is not coming back to the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Now, will Portia come back? I think so. Sure. I could see that being truthful. But NeNe Leaks, no way. It's not happening. Zero, zilch, nada. It's fake news. What about Kim Zolciak? As much as I want her to, to come back, she's not being engaged. 
at all. You mean they're not talking to her? They're not talking to her. Which I think is a bad mistake. I want to see what's going on with her and Croy. Totally. I want to see the son talk to the cops and say, you know, this is what's happening in my home. I need to see all of this because think about it, Heather. The last time we saw Kim Zosiak Beerman, she was at the reunion show. Croy was in the background watching her every move. Having her back. Having her back, her front, her vagina, her breasts, her areola. He had everything, sister. So to know that it went from that codependent relationship to now the cops are depending on their relationship to really make sure they have these neighborhood watch moments is insane to me. And I really want to see what's going on. It is shocking, but then it's not. Because it's like when something is too good to be true, it oftentimes isn't. And it was, you know, they were so, so had each other's backs. We never saw them argue on the show. And if they argued, it was like cute arguing, like, you know, her spending haha or whatever, you know, and or too much sex or whatever, you know, not real arguments. Even when like something bad happened, like when the child was hit by the dog, they were like on the same page about it. And I was like, wow, they really have. And then when I met them, she came and did my show and he came and I thought he was so nice. Very. Because she he would have to rent a car and drive because she can't have a driver and like be in the back seat. Yes. And then and then she can't go on the elevator. So I had a, a thing set up at a hotel so that she could meet in LA and make her flight. And then she's like, oh honey, you know, ninth floor. So then luckily the hotel accommodated me and they and I was like, so there were she had all these weird things that he never cared about, including the gambling. And I really just think the opportunities ran out, the money ran out, and once the money ran out, like, he started to get pissed, and then she realized, well, what, you're not bringing any in any. They started to say all the nasty stuff that they never said those times that he was driving her around or having her go on his back and he'd piggyback her up some stairs because <laughs> she wouldn't go in the elevator. It all came out, and they, to the point of, like, hatred, but still I think there was, like, passion. Yes. And... It's it's too bad because they have all these kids, but yeah, no, it, it, it's really sad. And I had like a front row seat to all of this for the longest time. But you're right. What was <clears throat> your thoughts during all that time? Did you think they were like a perfect marriage? Well, like you said, no marriage is perfect, right? Right. So what I always thought was they had this codependent relationship, right? And we also have to remember the age difference, right? You know, like it's like eight years, right? It's like eight years, yeah. and that she's older. She's older. He's from Montana. He is a product of a two-parent household, one sister. And he met this Pamela Anderson Lee, you know, the Atlanta version of that, right? Right. You got the dumb jock in the locker room telling all his boys, like, yeah, I'm fucking that girl on the Housewives, you know? She made sure to sort of, like, woo him in with her feminine prowess she's a very beautiful woman very sexy and i mean i don't i this is no no diss but she did they did get pregnant before marriage yeah so you lock it down lock it down yeah right Mm -hmm. and he adopted the girls right so and the parents he lost the parents they do not speak i wonder if the parents will ever come back in the fold if he can ever if he ever connects with them and if they can be 
grandparents to these kids ever? Or will they be like, we can't hang out with those grandparents because, you know, mom doesn't like them or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's it. It was. Yeah, it was a lot. And, and you know, again, even though he was the manager of the wigs and the makeup and I'm sure their days were very full. I mean, the amount of products and stuff they did when people say like, oh, a guy like that doesn't do anything all day. That's bullshit. Like we know what goes into doing even one post and the emails back and forth and how to do these things. And they did a lot. I mean, I don't think their days were like laying around, you know, though there is some accounts that there was some laying around. Whatever. Who cares? Um, when they, <laughs> but, you know, all the kids and all the stuff and then. Yeah, and I don't know what he's going to do. Like, she will always be able to find something if she wants it. Well, she's the star yeah. in the relationship, right? But I also think you're right in the sense of when the money ran out, so did her desire to be intimate. Because Kim Zosiak is not the type of woman who can continue to be with a man who isn't bringing in any income. And I do believe that was a the biggest issue in their relationship is the fact that she has caviar taste. Like she, she loves the finer things in life. And with Croy now working significantly, right? Um, no woman wants to be the breadwinner all of the time. So when she lost the shows, unfortunately, I think reality set in, it's sort of like COVID, how all those marriages broke up during COVID, yeah. where you sit around each other in the house and you're trapped and I think it hit her like, I'm in this marriage. We have no money coming in. Is this really what I want my life to be? Right. And then and then the fight started where, she, you know, she yeah. tried to get out. He tried to take the back. Also, she did have a gambling problem, which he probably blames the financial stuff on that. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting. Now, why did their show no longer exist? So what I heard about Don't Be Tardy, the reason why the show did not continue were t- was twofold. The the ratings weren't as high as they used to be, and when a show is a half hour, you can't make the talent get paid that amount of money for a half hour show. Okay. You know when she was on Housewives, it's a one hour show. It's an ensemble. The ratings are great. It makes sense to get paid upwards of ninety thousand dollars per per episode. Okay. You can't get that on a half hour show where the ratings aren't the same. so Was it always a half hour? It started off as a one hour, then oh. it became a half hour. And you know about that being in the business. Right. Your your, your check is cut in half. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's what happened. And look, I think she deserves to be back on television. I'm a huge fan of Kim. She's my friend. I love her. I want to see her back on Housewives. I yeah. think what Atlanta needs well, you know, I, is the I, OGs. I asked Candy about it at this um, variety reality, and she's like, tell them. She would totally be down. I got the impression she'd be down. Oh, yeah. And because she knows what makes for a juicy show. And even though they had their issues about the song and not getting paid, I'm sure she doesn't care and could move on, and they could be fun and interesting together. So... Yeah, and she no. knows that would help the show. If Kim came back, because I feel like the last season was pretty, I don't even remember if anything happened in the last season. It was kind of dull, right? I stopped watching. You did? I stopped watching the episode where Marlo had a date. Do you remember that episode? I don't know, but anybody that has a date 
like Sutton or whatever, it's all casted. It's all wannabe actors that are over 50. It's so lame. This isn't Millionaire Matchmaker 2009. We don't need to see it. Like, I don't want to see, and I don't want to see the funniness that goes on when your friend takes your phone and does Bumble. That was funny five years ago. Absolutely. It's not really that funny anymore. It's not really original. Yes. You got to have something else going on. Yeah. No, I but agree it's with unfortunately you. unfortunate because sometimes that is all you have going on is going on dates and stuff. But to see it and everything, I feel that's very contrived to yes. either go good or go bad. Like if you know, so interesting. Okay, let's move on. Being a king or queen might really seem enticing, but more often than not, it comes at the expense of everything else, like your freedom, your privacy, and sometimes even your head. The creators of Wondery's Even the Rich are bringing you a brand new podcast called Even the Royals, where hosts Brooke and Arisha pull back the curtain on royal families, past and present, from all over the world to show you the darker side of what it means to be royalty. From stories about one of the most infamous royals in history, Marie Antoinette, but everything you know about her is wrong. After she became queen at just 19 years old, she ended up in a battle with the French press and started a series of impossible-to-believe events. It's history's greatest smear campaign, and it had deadly consequences. Now, that is something that really entices me because it sounds like something that could happen today, but it happened back then. Or what about the worst royal marriage of all time between King George IV and Caroline of Brunswick? It's a story involving catfishing, fake pregnancies, you know I like those, and it all leads to a divorce trial where the whole world sat on the edge of their seats to see how it would all play out. Follow Even the Royals on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge Even the Royals ad-free right now on Wondery+. Plus. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. What do you think about um, the new season of Vanderpump? I cannot. OK. So Have you not seen it yet? I haven't seen it yet. I saw it like two weeks ago and I thought it was coming out the next day. <laughs> So I already viewed it two weeks ago. Is it good? I hope they don't get mad at me. Yeah, it is good. It is good because you see them coming after, kind of picking up the pieces. I love that they're really, they're honest. They're like Tom Sandoval is doing special forces. They don't say, or maybe say he's doing a show, but they they don't act like he's visiting his mother. I mean, they say (laughs) the truth. She's living in the house with him. And he just did an interview, Tom Sandoval, and now he's like, she belittled me. She was awful to me. He's like, 
So I reacted in the way of cheating because I had so such low self-esteem. Why did I have low self-esteem? Because she never built me up. She mm. knocked me down. And um, so now he's kind of going more like on the offensive this round of of his life. He's kind of like, okay, enough of me being the punching bag. Yeah, I cheated, but you were an awful girlfriend. So people don't like that. And then he also said that he did offer her money to buy her out of the house. And she says, you know, I don't know what I don't know what the deal is with the house. I think she just really doesn't want to move. Listen, I think just it's like <clears throat> I just think I wouldn't want to move. I, I haven't moved in a really long time. And it's a real pain in the ass. But you got to do it. You got to bite the bullet. You got to are... bring in the people and just move help the, get the movers to help you. Yeah. But you're also a mom of two boys and a wife. Right. So yeah. like moving is a lot to do. Right. She's a single woman in West Hollywood. You can move. This may be a very unpopular opinion. Yeah. I was not the biggest fan of Vanderpump Pump Rules. Uh-huh. I watched in the beginning. Then it fell off the radar for me a little bit. Obviously, with Scandaval, a bitch was in it. Right. And, I, and, I, and I'm here for it. Ariana, to me, unpopular opinion. I feel like she's taking advantage of this scandal. And she's using it for her benefit. You, you know, because she's getting all of these endorsements, all right. of this sympathy. She's not the first woman to be cheated on reality television, right? right. Now, the way it happened <clears throat> is so scandalous that, in my opinion, she's on The View. She's playing Roxy in Chicago, Yeah, right? she just had her opening night. Yeah. And, and, you know, everyone said she was great that went. The cameras were there. Um, there's a lot of, uh, you know, people posting her bow and everything, so it seemed like it went great. She's loving it. As she should. As she should. And, th- and guess what? That's okay. Don't make it seem like you are the first woman to get cheated on. And, oh, my gosh, I'm in this million-dollar home. I can't move. We have no kids. It's just he and I. Co- I, I there's no way I'm – sister, save it. You're, you you want to use this as long as you can. Your PR person, your manager, your social media manager, your producer, everybody around you is saying, look, honey – you have never been more famous. Milk this shit as long as you can. And I feel like, Ariana, I'm getting off of the train of sympathy. Okay, wait. I have a new theory now. Okay. Maybe the staying in the house, it maybe it doesn't really bother to, for her to see him. Maybe it's really not that painful because she was detached and they weren't really a real couple for many, many years. And yes... He deceived her and humiliated her, and she was shocked mostly because it was a friend and all of that. But now that she is doing so well and has her own boyfriend, she's like, fuck it. I don't really fucking care. I'm going to stay in this house until I get what I want. And I don't know if that's money or if she wants um, if she wants to buy him out. I don't know what her goal is. Like, If she's like, no, I want him gone, and he's asking too much. We don't know that because I've heard both sides and I don't know what it is. I think she's but looking maybe for, part of it yeah. is that she's just like exactly that. Like, no, I, I or maybe I'm going to torture him a little by digging my heels in. I don't know. I think she's looking for the U-Haul endorsement. I think she's, uh, <laughs> Heather, I, listen, this is no shade. She did a commercial about moving with boxes. I, I'm telling you. Well, that's right. And then she never moved, She right? never moved. 
She's waiting for the U-Haul endorsement. She's waiting for UPS to call her, FedEx, USPS, okay, Uber, Uber Eats, DoorDash. She's waiting for the opportunity to continue to make money off of this scandal. I'm telling you, there is not any more sympathy left in me. You got cheated on. It was effed up. I'm on your side. At this point, take me out the group chat. Like, like I'm just, I'm completely over it. You're not the first woman to get cheated on. How do you feel about how we see a moment of Lala in the trailer? And, um, well, you see it on the episode where she starts to feel badly because there's this moment. And this was the one moment I did feel badly for Raquel was it was like after the reunion where she's like, I'm scared because if I turn on Tom by maybe not telling the story that he wants me to tell, then I have nobody and he's all I have. Mm -hmm. So she had the isolating thing. So she goes and she talks to Lisa Vanderpump about that. And then she does reach out to Raquel. And then she has to tell Ariana, just so you know, I reached out to Raquel. And I was wondering if the audience, how the audience will react to that. But, you know, there's this other part where she is kind of like, hey, I was cheated on too. Why, you know, why didn't I get this sympathy? And I'm like, I just, sympathy of what? Like, I mean, I sympathized. I was Lala's friend and I sympathized with what was going on because I knew she was committed to this life with Randall and everything. But I just think you can't compare. I think she, I think Lala totally supported Ariana when this happened. She was mad, but she made the most out of it when she saw an opportunity. She didn't know that that sent it to Daryl shirt. (laughs) <laughs> was going to make so much. She just was like, oh, let's just put it up. People seem to be reacting. Mm-hmm. She didn't know. That doesn't make her a bad, pr- you know, like everyone, it was smart for everyone to do what they could from it. But she and Ariana are good. They're fine. Like, but I think Ariana is totally where she should be. And she always wanted to be a Broadway star. And who knows what next season will bring. But this season is going to show like all of it. But yeah. of course they're in a different place now, seven, eight months later. Like, time does heal wounds to an extent. So they are going to be able to, like, hang with each other now and chuckle and, yeah. Yeah. But, but Raquel, you know, Raquel still has a podcast. I forgot about it. She does? Yes. Okay. And when people show clips of it, they double time it because she talks so slow, <laughs> which is so, so smart. Funny. <laughs> Look, I I feel horrible for Raquel. You feel horrible? I'm going to tell you why. Okay. I'm going to tell you why. When all of this went down, she was villainized and rightfully so. Like, if my best friend was sleeping with my guy, you're, you're like dead to me. Right. right? But <clears throat> as somebody who watched the reunion... And do you remember when Raquel was in the trailer just watching yeah. the, the the live feed? Was I the only person in that moment, Heather, that I was like, something's not right in this situation. It, there was something very... How she was like laughing? Yeah, it was something off about her that I was like, oh, this isn't, in my opinion. I still don't think she feels bad about it. I don't don't really feel she has a ton of remorse. I really don't. I think she's sad that her life, that she had to go through that and her life had to go through that. But there's a difference between someone saying, I'm sorry because I was caught 
And something, and someone that's like, I am really sorry because I saw the pain I put you through, and I can't believe I put you through that pain. I don't think she feels that badly about it. I, I don't just think really don't. She has the mental capacity to understand. And again, I'm making excuses for her. So do you? So you're saying you think maybe she is. Um, on the spectrum or emotionally detached or something? I would say the latter. I okay. would say emotionally detached. I just, I, it, there was something off about her in that moment that I, I, I just remember being like, guys, <clears throat> she can handle all of you attacking her. Give that shit to Tom. Well, I just want to tell you what she said in her last episode because I saw a clip. Okay. And I'm like, okay, I felt sorry for your second. I don't know. She brings up Sheena. And she's like, you know, with the, Sheena attacked me or whatever, because of the scrape on her, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. whatever. And, well, Sheena showed up at the restraining order after the temporary was given to her. And Raquel decided not to show up. So it was dismissed. Mm -hmm. So she's like, I mean, I don't know what was going through Sheena's head. I mean, you know, Brock had some issues with his first wife and she says it all out, which I'm not going to say. And maybe she was worried about, you know, the custody of her child. (laughs) She is now putting out there that there was a chance that Sheena could have had Summer Moon taken from her by CPS. I'm sorry. That's what she was insinuating. I heard it. I mean, F off. No. And again. Like F off. Like you are not sorry you are, you know, you're taking all these little things. Are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding me now? Yeah. To talk about somebody's child and custody and like that that was something that she should be concerned with. Yeah, I get it. That's what I'm saying. I just, based on her behavior, even the Bethany interview, she doesn't seem all the way there to me. She just doesn't. I don't think she ever was. Oh, yeah, me neither. That's why Lala Lala called her a Bambi-dyed bitch. I think she's... Just that's her. We're never going to get that much more from her. No. That much more growth or whatever. And this is it. And honestly, I listened to the first one and I kind of forgot. But that it's even happening. Yeah, no. I agree. Listen, she doesn't have the personality to hold a conversation, let alone a podcast. Pretty girl. Very aloof. You know, just like, and again, the 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 behavior of somebody that can sleep with your girl's man and and do it behind her backs in her face, I mean, in her house, all those things is just it is it's very troubling and a little bit diabolical. So that's why to me it's like there's something else going on there that I think the story should I be I just thought of a, a, a great idea what? What? no you finish it you think I'm the not, story I was should say, be there's a story there that I want to follow and, and figure out what's what's really behind the wall yeah I've I've said that that the thing that we really want to know the juice that hasn't been told is going through like her journal or whatever of you know, the you know, a journal of the affair or whatever. Like when she thought, when she lied here, when she was going to get caught, what she was thinking, how she was justifying it. That I thought 
That's the way to get people to listen. I think it'll be she'll just end up recapping the show like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And then only then if she really does feel like, okay, I'm ready to like really come clean. And then people will be like, oh, my God, we're tired of hearing this story. But <laughs> that's the only part that I kind of want to know is like when you say what is in someone's head, what yeah. is in someone who does such betrayal? Yeah, because she really betrayed. I know people are like, "Why is you know what about him? He cheated." Yes, we get that. Guys cheat everything, but the real thing that captivated the world was the betrayal of two women. That you are talking to your friend and acting like she's your friend, and you're acting like you're hope that you're single and you're hoping to find a boyfriend when you're screwing her man. That is what. When people go, why was this such a big deal? That is why. Yeah. Because we never saw that. We saw housewives have cheating husbands. We've seen we've seen all that. We've seen never have we seen this. And that is that's the thing. Yeah. And, and to the degree in which the behavior again was very diabolical. Yeah. You know? So look, I'm happy she went to was it rehab or yeah, like an emotional rehab. Or yeah, whatever. like, so that's good. Take care of yourself. I just think a podcast to me was not the smartest thing to do. I just think she's got to make some money and the offer was there. So why not? I thought, so the the money that Bethany allegedly paid her for the interview didn't cover her salary for the year? No, I, okay. I can guess what that was. 5000 I think it was ten. Okay. Yeah. T- Tax-free? Well, no, why would it be tax-free? <laughs> There's no way Bethany gave her tax-free. <laughs> She definitely W2'd her. <laughs> Bethany being like, you know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? Kelly, you're going to do a podcast. You're going to tell the truth. You're going to tell these people. And you know what? Because you're going to be right probably eating while she was doing it. Oh, my God. Okay, I love it. Callista Flockhart. Yes. You remember from Allie McBeal. I, I thought this her. was really interesting. She said that um, the anorexic rumors really stressed her out and she really felt it was going to keep her from working and she was never anorexic she was just that size and she's the same size today and i i really think she goes it's called body shaming now and i was like i really think that is awful because i remember that just that she was skinny i remember the same thing happened with nicole ritchie mm-hmm. everyone thought nicole ritchie was anorexic but then Nicole Richie has given birth to two kids and she's still kind of that thin girl. Mm-hmm. Like some people are meant to be a smaller size. Yeah. And um and so I think anorexia is the boringest storyline there is. And I know it is sometimes someone's life and it's their storyline. But I would tell you as a viewer, even if somebody has that in their life, I wouldn't share that much of it on camera. It is not compelling. It is not caught on. We've had Jackie Goldschneider of New Jersey talk yes. about it. We've had Crystal talk about it. Um, Sutton's been accused of it. I Has anybody, I, I don't know. I just feel like it is your truth and I appreciate them being truthful, but it just, it just never gets, I don't know. It doesn't get like the sympathy it doesn't get the interest because it's just like, it's just not that. Like alcoholism, things like that, people, why do you think that is? Yeah, no, that's a very good question. I think when you look at reality television, especially, let's just say Housewives, right? Right. It's no secret that 90% of the Housewives are wealthy or come from a wealthy establishment. Right. 
it's hard for the average woman at home to sympathize with you because you're able to eat all this food. You choose not to. That is so true. You know what I mean? Like you're... You can afford all this food. You're wearing all these designer clothes. Yeah, like... And you want me to feel sorry for you when I have to work hard to feed my children and you don't want to feed yourself because you want to fit in these designer clothes. You're so so right. Yeah, I I just... I I think It's a real disease, but it's a disease that... Of luxury, really. I mean, you can't... You know what I mean? It doesn't really seem to be happening. Um, But also, then we could argue, well, it's not happening because we... Again, don't know about it, or it—it it is that it, it is a white girl, middle class, an upper middle class disease, and oftentimes it's that way because their friend will introduce them to it. It's something you, I believe, it's something that you have to see and be made aware of. You wouldn't think of it on your own, in my opinion, because I remember being in high school. And the Karen Carpenter movie came out and also this other movie called Best Little Girl in the World, Mm. which was with Jennifer Jason Leigh. And we all went to an all-girl high school. We all came back the next day, talked about it and said, oh, we can take laxatives to poo out our food. Mm. We, And nobody knew that until we saw it on TV. Oh, wow. So it made you want to do it. it. It made me realize, I didn't do it, but it made me realize that this exists. Yeah. And same thing with with puking. You you were taught like to how to do it. You had to have seen it. Someone had to have shown you. You wouldn't think about it. You just you know. So, I think you're right. I think that's why it's just not a storyline that anyone has great sympathy for or really wants more of. Like, oh, please tell me more about your anorexic journey. Like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I just don't think I don't I don't think it's something that the large audience can relate to. Yeah. Number one. And I think number two, again, there. Listen, it, it's an unfortunate mental disease. Yeah, because it's all mental, right? Right. Because even when Crystal said in a recent episode how she looks at the other women and compare her herself to them, and you know, people say she looks great and she doesn't think she looks great. Or even when Jackie, I think two seasons ago. Like, really struggle to eat the ice cream. Right. Remember that? And yeah. it was like, wow, it's 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 sad to, to watch, but it's not something to me that I think the large percentage of the audience right. can relate to. And and they do check out of it. And, and I think you made a good point. Typically, when you have these behaviors on reality TV, you see it. Yeah. So I think it's one thing if you saw the hand down the, the throat yeah. and kind of like, really saw that happen, I think maybe that was Like will, a movie, yeah. Like a movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And in terms of Ally McBeal, I was around that time. So what's yeah. funny is I wrote a, a term paper on Ally McBeal juxtaposed against Amorosa. Well, in what class was this? This was in, I was in college. This was for my journalism class. Okay. So I wrote about Ally McBeal, white woman who was... An attorney. Um, yeah. An attorney, but but her scandal was being skinny. Right. Meaning publicly. Yeah. And so I, I do remember that. And then I juxtaposed it against Amarosa on reality television and being labeled the angry black woman. I'm a little crazy. No, that's I, that's I, very interesting. I got an A on it. I think you're like <laughs> kind of ahead of your time. I think Thank you, love. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. So I sell that to say I remember at that time, she is right. 
The only thing I knew about Ally McBeal was her weight. That That's all it was. But you're in Hollywood. I'm in Hollywood adjacent with reality right. television. Right. I'm shocked, personally, to hear that you being too skinny affected your career negatively. I've never heard that happen to an actress. She said she feared it, that it bothered her, it got in her head, and... You know, she feared that that chatter would hurt her career. I don't know if she has real evidence that it did, mm. but I don't think it was great. I don't. I don't think that makes you a likable person. That you know, oh, because I kind of remember that the, all that chatter, and then people thought about it about Portia De Rossi. Is that her name? Yeah. And before she got uh, married to Ellen, and she was doing really well, and then people were like, "Look how skinny she is." And the main thing is that you know they wear these little skirts and they worked at the law firm. It was basically a musical. The show was like, and I don't, yeah, I don't know why. And then they're like, oh, now everyone's getting skinny and, oh gosh, you know, yeah, you're right. People, yeah, everyone, that was such a chatter. That was such like a cover of the magazine, withering away yes. to nothing. And, it was like yeah. the Us Weekly with the Lindsay, the yeah. Nicole's and the Rachel Zoe. Was, it was a... Rachel Zoe too. Yeah. And, and Kelly Ripa. I think anytime women have the bones that kind of show right here in between, like at your chest, mm-hmm. which also can just be your body, like just like anything else. Like I have very thin legs, and people would think I had something. I'm like, no, it doesn't matter how hard I work out; they're just smaller. Yes. And so, yeah, it's like our bodies are all different. And you're right; people seem to want to attack that more than anything else. But very. Well, good, good. I'm glad you got an A. Okay, let's <laughs> let me talk about this because did you see that Anne Marie went after Drunk Dawn, Drunk Drawn? Yes. Yeah, so refresh my memory so because Drunk Drawn is a artist who does cartoon renderings on Instagram of all the great moments of Housewives, and she'll have like eyes falling out, but does really look like the person, and they're obviously really exaggerated mm-hmm. and everything. And Anne-Marie, who is the new cast member who is not being very well-received because she's a nurse of anesthesiology, and she's had numerous scenes. Now she's kind of saying the producers prolonged that. Mm -hmm. She hinted at that. Where she was questioning Sutton's small esophagus and why she doesn't eat that much, and at one point did say that's an eating disorder. She has an eating disorder. And said it to Crystal. So Crystal doesn't like her either. And what drunk drawn drew showed Anne Marie who is very physically fit she's an athlete and her hair you know is long and she had like a strapless dress on and she they, she exaggerated her arms and everything to make her just look exaggerated so she felt that that was a racist drawing and I kind of I don't know I don't think it was great well, I don't no, think listen. it was I don't think it was a wise thing I don't think that the drunk drawn person purposely did it. I think that that person drew has they drop everybody with Ramona's eyes, whatever mm-hmm. their thing is, and didn't think that being that she is a woman of color, that it could be perceived in a very um, negative way. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I did see the photo. Um, and like you said, the history of this person is to overly exaggerate the person they're talking about. Right. Obviously she is a woman of color. Yeah. And she is a very athletic woman right. at, at that. When I saw the photo, 
I'm just being very honest. My eyesight didn't go towards anything racial. For me, it was more so like, oh, you're trying to make a point with a drawing that you're used to doing. Right. Um. <clears throat> so I, I I didn't take it that way. Not saying that she well, how she feels is not how she feels. Right. My initial reaction was more so like, wow, you ladies and you men really hate Amory. Right. No one likes her. Right. And and I took it more so as that because everybody is coming for her. Dr. Nicole, Tiffany Moon, everybody's coming for this for this woman. Right, because they think that she did not that it wasn't her place as a nurse to yeah. be saying these things. Yeah. So to me, it was more so about the exaggeration of like the, a know it all almost like yeah. yeah. I, I I took it more so in terms of like that's their work. Um but I think the bigger conversation that you and I should have is people don't like her. Yeah. And I'm watching this season. I love a new girl. I love somebody who's a badass that comes in and, you know, says how she feels. She is coming across to me. And I know how this shit works. Right. She is possibly the most unlikable. I agree. First season, Beverly Hills Housewife, I have ever seen. It's shocking how much I, who's like, I want to root for you because I love a new girl. She's worse than Diana Jenkins. And do you know that now her husband of all these years, he's being accused? I heard about that. Of SA from back yeah. in college. Yeah. She's probably like, why the fuck did I say yes to this? Because she really has gotten no fun out of it at all. Nothing. <laughs> and we only we know she only made probably six to grand. <laughs> and it's like now she's, you know, at odds with her, um, the nursing association. Like, you know, she's fighting with them. Yeah, I kind of feel, honestly, I kind of feel badly for her. I just think she was a bad pick. I think the storyline wasn't good for her. But I also don't, I'm not dying to hang out with her. Like, I don't, we never got to see her, like, laugh or her see life. anything fun. And then the husband, her, her saying, well, my husband says, I'm not really great at anything. I'm not great looking. I'm not a great cook. I'm not a great this. But I'm about an eight at everything. And if you, t I don't know what she said, combine all the eights together. It's, so that made us go, well, now we don't even really like your marriage. Yeah. Because that's not anything anyone wants to aspire to. A guy that's like, I've dated a lot better looking girls than you, but I think I you'll, settled. I'll, I think you'll be my wife. Like it just is. I definitely don't think she'll come back. Oh, she's not coming back. And, and Emery, I would love to talk to you because I am fascinated. We haven't seen her life in her home how she, how her marriage is. I'm gonna give her an invitation to come on Juicy Scoop too, because like, because I and I, be, and I kind of want to be like, what, what, what? I always, this is what I always ask a new housewife. What was your history of watching Housewives? How much did you know? Were you a fan? Whatever. What was your when you got when you were approached? Who did you share it with? Who did you ask? What, did you do a pros and cons? Did you think about why did you do it? Like. You know, sometimes it's like the husband is like, hey, go for it. I don't really care. Sometimes the husband's not into it. Sometimes the husband's like, definitely do this. I think this would be great for you. Like, I always think that's really interesting. Was someone saying, oh, this could lead to such a bigger thing? You know, like, I understand why. It's just such a huge platform that even if you were like, 
God, I don't know if I want to expose everything, but I've been working on this. You know, I always thought I could have a line of whatever. She's a nurse. I always thought I could have a line of you know natural sleep enhancements. <laughs> She's a nurse of anesthesiology. And now, and now I could. Like, now I could. And you never know. It could it could be something huge. I doubt it. But, you know, now she's unlikable. But before she started, she, you know, some women have really made quite the empire out of it. Yeah. Um, but I also think we have to remind ourselves, too, she was introduced in the middle of the season. And I don't know if you heard this, but I heard that for the first couple of weeks of filming this current season of Beverly Hills, nothing was happening. It was a snooze. The girls weren't, like, getting into it. Nothing was happening. So they brought her in the middle of the season to sort of, like, spice things up, which is why when she came at Crystal... And by the way, Anne-Marie, I believe you. I believe Crystal said all those things about those girls, being socialites... Her being uneducated, I strongly, 100%, believe Anne-Marie, and I believe that Crystal so, said So when it. they were out at something, she knew that she was up for the show. Crystal came, they talked some shit, and then she was like, and then they, the producer's probably like, oh, bring that up at the first Barcelona yeah. dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because again, she was brought in in the middle of the season at, at, at Kyle's dinner party. Right. Denise Richards and 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 her slur words overtook that party, so then it oh, was yeah more Amory like moments later on, but she wasn't doing anything, so she had to drop that bombshell and it fell flat, because those other ladies did not have Amory's back. Like, well, Crystal, did you say that about us? No, it fell flat. And then they showed that clip where she said they were uneducated. Exactly. And then Dorit, and then Dorit got in a lot of trouble because she's like, oh, please, uneducated, says the child bride. And it's like uh, Crystal graduated from UC Irvine and got married at 24 two years later and has this whole company. Do you know that Crystal has a whole line Why of coconut water? Why that? They won't let her because what? they want to keep this idea that she is just like this chick that like married this rich producer and that and, and her I, I know more about her brother and and his situation I had, I had guy Branham who's hilarious he wrote me he goes why does crystal think we want to know about her brother I don't care and I go, but listen it's not crystal pushing it it's them being like okay let's have a lunch with your brother and she agrees but no nobody cares about the brother and don't he, care yeah no one cares about the brother and I really like crystal as a person I think she's Super nice and normal. Um, but yeah, if there's nothing... She's, wait, she's normal? She's very normal. She's probably too normal. She's probably just too normal, you know what I mean? For the show. Yeah. But I, you know, but I think... But she's delightful, like, and she is fun. I love that. I love that. I would love to see her PTA wait, meetings. Let's, let's ask about... Wait, the, the Denise Richards, did you see that the herbal chef, the pot chef, or whatever you want to call it, the weed chef, went after her because she is now backtracking on her behavior with her upside down pink coat and her mm, you know what you said <laughs> um, that she said that she must have had too much of that food and that made her that way and he oh, was like absolutely not like you came wasted which we 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 know it was an hour drive from Malibu to Encino <laughs> she 
had whatever it was. She took a gummy in the car. She had a drink on the way. She had something. And then um, and then he's like, and the whole thing of doing this is like, we are not going to get people to the point where they don't know what's going on. It's how much weed do you want, the food, the drops, or whatever. You're supposed to experience nicely. So he was coming after her. But, I mean, you also can't blame someone for, you know, you, you can't blame for someone who then wants to, like, kind of lie about it and be like, I don't know how I turned out that way. I don't know if it was the cocktail or the weed food, but, like, I mean, why does she have to say what happened? Is she, Listen. Uh, is she in a court of law? Like, I'm just saying, like, I don't totally blame a mother who was wasted for going, like, I don't know. I think if she would have owned it and You're said, right. I mean, she should have, but I'm also saying I, I recognize why she didn't own it. But I feel like it's one of those, this is the reason why. It could have been funny if she was like, all right, I'm going to tell you what happened. I had that Casamigos in a, in a cup the whole ride over. I was fucking wasted and I was nervous as shit and I got drunk. Yeah. That's it. I haven't been on this show in two years. I got to confront Erica J. She's she's a huge bitch. Yeah. I needed like some truth serum. I, I, I threw it back. Camille's ass was not yeah. going to drink anything because she has to be a fucking alert. Right. I got to ride in the car with her. I'm bored. I threw another one back. So I came in wasted. How many moms got wasted during the week when, when they had a mommy night out? Right. I'm not the only one. And I think we all would have said, well, yeah, bitch, go ahead. Right. But like to blame the weed. Yeah, that was not cool. And I'm glad that he called her out because that is his business. Yeah. And a lot of people, you know, probably want to hire him and have that experience. And so he was like, fuck that. Now, what do you think about the lawsuit of Caroline Manzo suing Bravo Brandy Glanville as the perpetrator? And Brandy's like, please, why won't this air? It will never see the light of day. That's at this what point. I said. It'll never see the light. Brandy Glanville, sorry, boo boo, it's never going to air. <laughs> I feel bad for the Gretchen Rossies of the world and <laughs> wasn't Camille like they were and so Alex ex- McCord they were first of all I want to see it but also this would have been their like entree back into yeah. they should give them a do-over yeah they absolutely should do another show and have them all back on when you read the fine print because you know I read some of the the court documents well I read all the court documents <laughs> That's, it wasn't fine I read every every little step of it. It was very detailed. Yes. Disturbing. Yes. Sad. Yeah. Um, I feel, listen, I worked on New Jersey Housewives. So yes. I know Caroline Manzo on a personal level. What I can say to the world about Caroline Manzo, in real life, she's very conservative. And I don't mean her views in politics. Okay, yeah. I mean like as a as a as a Married woman. woman, yeah. She she she's always been very very conservative. We don't we didn't cuss around her, make any jokes because not that she was approved. She, she she was fun, but she had boundaries. And she would say to us like, I'm not them. In in, in the sense of like you guys can joke about that stuff around like a Teresa Jacqueline, but like that's not me. You know, she she always understood like this is who I am. Accept me or or, or don't. And I so happen to accept her as she is to read what brandy allegedly did in terms of like the groping and the hand fondling and all that stuff my heart bled for caroline because i i i know what type of woman she is in terms of being conservative 
but also know that if something like that is happening to you, you're sort of confused to me. Like, what's happening? I'm on a show. You know, what's going on? And I also read or was told, or both, that at the time it happened, they allegedly approached Caroline and said, what do you want to do? Do you want her to leave? And that she allegedly said, don't put that on me. Like, I'm not going to be the person to tell you guys how to do your job. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, Yeah. so I saw that to say, it's bad. It's really bad. I feel bad for Caroline. Um, I did think it was interesting that Brandy's name isn't listed as the person she wants to sue, which a part of me felt like, okay, maybe because she knows that Brandy's a single mom and doesn't want to take her money. Um, or feels like, based on what I read, that because they were provided with alcohol and Brandy's alleging that she was, you know, that this is what she does, that she doesn't have the responsibility. But I think overall, it's um, it's I think it, I think it's like if your kid got attacked in a classroom mm. by another kid, and you don't sue yeah. the kid, you sue the school district, mm. and you know the principal and the whatever, because you're like. You provided the environment, and this kid is a kid. Yeah. So I'm not going to go after someone that was at my level like that. But I also think, have you heard this theory, that possibly, rumored, allegedly, there was conversation, as they always do, they talk about their lives when they get together on these trips, about Dina Manzo and her brother-in-law, who was married to, sorry, uh, Caroline's brother-in-law was married to Dina Manzo. Mm -hmm. And Dina Manzo was attacked in her home Mm -hmm. and they believe that her brother-in-law, so so Dina and Caroline were both married to two people that were brothers. Correct. Dina got divorced and that boy, that man who was still Caroline's Mm brother-in-law, still part of her family, he was accused of setting up the physical attack, which is like these people like beat their faces. And in his defense, he had Caroline Manzo write a character letter. Yet her blood sister was the victim and was for the former wife of this guy. And my question is, was any of that discussed in Morocco? And in reflecting back on the whole experience, she's like maybe not happy with how she explained it or talked about it or just don't want people to remember it because I kind of forgot about it. Let me let me sue for this, which was awful and I hated it. But let me sue, burn the bridge and make sure this this thing never airs because they have that footage. Oh, I never heard of that. Oh, what do you think? I think it's possible. I think I think the goal is to have this never air. I think the goal is to get paid. Why not? And I know that she wanted to. I know before she was saying to people, oh, I won't do Ultimate Girls Trip until I get 300K. That was the number? That was the number that someone allegedly told me. And I don't know if she got it or I don't know if she got close. I don't know if 250 was close enough because I think that's what everybody got the last uh Trip was two fifty a week, yeah. so maybe two fifty was close enough because they want to keep it favored nations or not. Maybe they don't do favored nations. I don't know. And so I think, 
I think that it was kind of like a a win-win kind of a situation. But I do think she was pissed. I do think she was fucked. She didn't want it or enjoy it. I also think if we saw the video, which is what Brand is asking for, it could be more playful. How many times have we seen housewives go, ooh, with each other's yeah. boobs? Mm-hmm. And, and slap each other's butts and let's see you guys make out. And mm-hmm. So when people say, oh, if this was a man, it's not a man, though. It's not a man. And... Yes, there's it is violating and everything, but it's not a man that did this. And it, it could have been in a more playful way, but then continued on and then they didn't stop it. So I think two things can be the same at the same time. I think this happened. They were in the wrong not to stop it. And they should have cared more. And I think Brandy also gets hired to be this person. And they knew what they were getting. And I also think she doesn't want this to air because I think she talked about other shit. Do you think Brandy would ever work in this town again? Well, she's gone through a lot of um, trauma because of it. She feels apparently she has lost a lot of jobs. And um, I think this is really bad because she did make she did get cast in a lot of things in between. A lot of, you know, Big Brother Europe and whatever, traitors or villains. I don't know. She's been on all those type of shows. And she's good on them. So that's unfortunate if this now stops it. I mean, I think the only thing, if I was Brandy and I wanted to try to get another job, I think I would have to give up alcohol Mm -hmm. to say this will never happen again. Mm -hmm. I still stand by that I wasn't doing something malicious that wasn't encouraged by whatever she wants to say. But I think the only way that she can get more jobs is just being a clever, funny girl that she is, who's pretty, is to be sober. Yeah. Yeah. Not a bad idea. I mean, can't hurt you, but you'll miss it. But I think she could, I mean, you know, she's done a podcast for years. She can be funny. Like, you don't, she can be clever and stuff without alcohol. But that's the only way I think if you want to stay getting shows. But then maybe that maybe that nobody would want her. I don't know. But definitely Bravo's not going to hire her again. So she's got to oh, figure no. out what's going to do. Think, I think she knows that. So I think to yeah. save her reputation, that's what she has to do. But I, I kind of feel badly for her. Just, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, we didn't know if this is true, but it's true. Andrew Shu and Marilee, who this is... Uh, Amy Robach and TJ Holmes' exes are dating. They were seen in an airport together. It's for sure on. This is weird. Um, It's very Housewives of Salt Lake City in terms of two exes dating. You mean OC? OC. OC, yes. With Shannon Bedore's ex, John Jansen, dating Alexis Bellino. Yes. And allegedly, Alexis Bellino and Jim Jansen allegedly reached out to David Bedore and his new wife, Leslie, and said, would you like to join us on a fun boat afternoon? Alexis is going for the motherfucking taking. But I could see Alexis and Leslie really hitting it off. They have a common thing, and and wouldn't, and I mean, I don't think that... The producer, what could get you harder, Carlos? If you were producing Real Housewives of OC, 
if David and if David and Leslie just I mean it's so cruel to Shannon but if David and Leslie Bedore wanted to come on the show do it do it don't you think they've been approached absolutely absolutely this is the thing OC is back in this great era thank you Tamara Judge it's so fucking good last season was tense across the board Tamara came in set it off the thing with Shannon that I always struggled with and listen I think she's a nice woman whatever I've always struggled with the lack of honesty she gives to the show and her story like you're not over David. You still want David. You're not into John. I believe all those stories that Heather, Emily, Gina, and Tamara said about you when it comes to John. We're telling on herself. Yeah, like. And oh, bitching about him on the phone. Yeah, like. Yeah. You're, you're, you're still in love with David, and that's okay. You haven't, I don't think she's in love with David. Oh, she is. No, she's not. Heather McDonald. She, no, she's not. I think she's. I what? think she has moments. Where she mourns the fact that she's not married to the guy that is the father of her kids. And they went from a six, listen to this, they went to a, from a $16 million house mm -hmm. before someone called her from the real house as a OC. Let's just think about this. Okay. She's living in a $16 million house that they built that I've been to that was absolutely beautiful. Had the kids tea room and my kids hung out there. It was stunning. The basketball court, everything. And they got to go to the SC games, and they were cute and everything. She goes on this show. It gets exposed that he, you know, there was infidelity. They do that to that funeral thing. How would what would you say? I'm so sorry. They have the re mm -hmm. vow renewal, <clears throat> and they somehow make it work. They sell that house, mm -hmm. and then they rent another house for like twenty grand a month. Okay. Then the divorce is final. She goes into a rental in a nice neighborhood. Then they that neighborhood says, we don't want you filming here. Now she's in another rental that's smaller. So I'm just saying, when people say maybe women shouldn't work, before she was working, she was in a $16 million house. <laughs> now, like... And she's been working for five, you know, five, six, whatever, seven yeah. years. I'm just saying, I think she mourns. And then the other hand is like, oh, my God, I'm so much happier. I wasn't in love, blah, blah, blah. But I think there's times when people, women, mourn the fact, like mourn the, the Christmas morning. Life. The former life. Like all of it. N not inclusive of him. It's just no, the former just life. just like having, okay. a, having a plus one for everything. Even if you kind of hate him. You got the husband. You're not the single yeah. girl going. All of that. But I think more than that, she loves being a star. Yeah. Loves it. Loves it. I think she's totally addicted to the fame, the lifestyle, being recognized. And there's certain housewives that really, really love it. And I don't think there's anything wrong with loving it. Nothing. Approach me at a restaurant. I fucking love it. I don't want it to ever go away. Yes. Um. Yeah. Yes, and that's what I think. I agree with but that, but I do not think she's in love with David. Okay, I, I can, I can, I can, I can understand because there is when I look at Shannon, I look at a woman who isn't present. I look at a woman who was stuck in the past, and in my opinion, her alcohol intake allegedly has to do with the morning of something. I always thought it was the morning of David. Now I understand what you mean when you say 
It's the former life. I think I disagree. I think that she is someone that, um, and this is just my opinion. Go ahead. Um, because I come from that same world of you know college drinking, then then now you go to the games as adults. I think that um, she's just always um, enjoyed her her cocktails, and and as you get older, you have to part, you have to pull it back, or you're going to find yourself in a in having trouble. So I don't think I think the drinking just continued. At the level that it always was, mm-hmm. but she just, as an older person, your body just doesn't respond to it yeah. like it used or it to. Or turns on a certain, like it turns on a certain thing. Like your favorite drink could be one thing, yeah. And then all of a sudden, it just isn't work. It was that was your drink for thirty years. It's just not working for you anymore. And then you're like, okay, well, instead of giving up alcohol, I'll just switch to tequila. Yeah, I used to be vodka. I'll just switch to tequila. That'll save me, you know. And like, I just kind of think. That was the, and I think John likes to drink as well. So I think she found another boyfriend and that was their thing. And that's a lot, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of couples and it becomes very, that's your life. But I don't think it's mourning David Bedore. I do not. Okay. Yeah. I think it's mourning the Bedore lifestyle. Okay. Lifestyle, the lifestyle, the family. But Alexis. And also now the girls are all gone. Yes. And she's like, now she's like alone. But she looks good. She She's, she looks good. I yeah. just saw her filming. She looks good. Oh, no. She looks great. And and the thing is, I, I think Shannon's great for the show. I'm happy Alexis is on. Alexis is gorgeous. Beautiful woman. Um, I'm not mad at the fact that she is back on this show becoming who we have no idea she's about to become. Because remember, she was called Jesus Jug. She loves God. And she was sort of like... You know, this. I don't really think she is that anymore, though. But no, that's my point. Yeah, yeah, she was that. So now we get to see who she really is today. And she was on before. And, and the other part is, hey, I was on the show before you, Shannon. I'm. Th- I'm just saying, yeah. devil's advocate. She's like, hey, I was on the show before you, Shannon. I have every right to be here. I have every right to make this coin. This guy likes. We like each other. You guys weren't getting along. Like, that's probably going to be the attitude. And the attitude Shannon has to take is have him. Like, she needs to be like, have him. Enjoy yourself. She won't, though. She's going to spiral. Hopefully she won't. Hopefully she'll stay for... I mean, the it's going to be very easy to poke and prod. Shannon. Yes. It's the easiest thing in the world. And I'm going to tell you. So if she can stay unbothered... It will be the greatest thing, but the producers won't be happy. Then they might not ask her back. Her name is really Shannon Botherdor. Like, she is always bothered. Alexis is beautiful. Not saying Shannon isn't. Alexis, have you, you saw that shot of her on set, like, yesterday with the pink number? Yeah. I mean, Heather McDonald, we're talking about a fucking bombshell. God, you were, oh, right. I, oh, I, oh, I, just, I, I, think, I think she's attractive, but I think... I think Shannon is very pretty, too. Now, she's older, but she looks really good. No, she does, but she's no Alexis Bellino. All right. Jesus. Honey. You know, you're so horny. She's going to turn you straight. <laughs> Wait, I have to tell you about the about TJ Holmes and and Amy, Amy Robach. Well, I've been listening. I want that reality show, by the way. Oh, do you? Oh. You can probably get it. Would I- you watch? Well, yeah, and, I, and guess what? She doesn't like doing podcasting. Who? Amy. What did she say? 
Well, welcome to my world, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> she ain't easy. She's like, I never had to stress so much. This was in her podcast with him about content, ratings, booking people. Like, I miss my TV career. And and then they work together, like coming up with like topics or whatever. And she he works quiet. And she's like, he doesn't like me anymore. And then he's like, I can't be worrying about touching your back while I'm trying to work. <laughs> And it was like, I'm listening to this therapy session and I'm like, yeah, it probably was more fun when you were both married to other people and you're fucking in someone's dressing room after doing the Good Morning America. And then you went off and made lasagna for your husband and was thinking about it. Like, yeah, it was probably more exciting than now barking at each other about reading an ad. <laughs> <laughs> Because the ad reads, <laughs> I'm a McDonald, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and I mean, it is so satisfying. For, take it from somebody who works with her, has been working with her husband for many years <laughs> on a podcast for nine years or eight and a half. Like, yeah, it's harder than you think. It's harder than you think. They're miserable. They are miserable. And then he's like, you need to come over here because we're not okay. And and she's like what? And then they just turned on the microphones, and then they had a they had a uh, an episode about it. She's crying. It is, and he's like, I'm totally confident that this is going to work out because it has to. And I was like, well, that wow, doesn't sound not great it has either. To. She misses her former life. Listen, this is no shade, and I'm, I'm not judging. Right, right. I just know a lot about marriages because of what I do for a living. Right. When you're having an affair, I don't think what people understand is when married couples are having an affair, it's the excitement of the affair. It's the it's the secret unknown. Do you know what I mean? It's it's the like you said, it's it's the lasagna being made at home for your husband while you're thinking of getting cooked by your mistress. Do you know what I mean? Remember that scene? Do you ever see that movie Unfaithful? Of Daily? course. And she's coming back from the um on the train after fucking him yes. before going to make the spaghetti that she burns and then she like is smiling and laughing and then she just go to the bathroom and clean out her underwear yes 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 because there's still some coming in. yes that's but but no judgment heather that's fun it's the excitement it's the thrill yeah and and listen you're on like the number one morning show in America you get to like hang out with Michael Strahan and Robin Roberts and you get to do the third hour of GMA3 and do let's not- be let's be honest that I've always said a morning talk show where someone's giving you the cards it's not a hard job no it's not a no hard shade. job. No shade. You got to wake up early, but it's not a hard job. And then you're done by like 11 and you can have a big salad and go work out. Or a big penis during or, lunch. Right. Go have a big penis and a big salad after. And yes, then be, like, be back at your like nice home in your sweats In by, Connecticut. Like, three. Yeah. It's not that bad. So they're, they're both miserable because at the end of the day, they're both career driven. And you have been reduced from being on the number one show to reading whole to being on iHeart with every other housewife and Rachel and Raquel she's on iHeart too <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Amy run get back with Andrew from Meryl's place 
and he just say I'm he, sorry. He's dating TJ's wife. This is this is this cannot. I'm this not is accepting real. This. It's real. They're on a trip together. It's real. I cannot accept this. Okay, we're gonna wrap up a little bit, okay. but tell me. Oh, honey. As you know, Monica got fired. Oh. What What would you have done if you were the producer of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? I am the producer, the only one, along with my showrunner, Linda Roloff, who worked on... No, I did season one. So I'm the only producer who did two seasons. I did seasons one and two of Jersey with Danielle Staub. Okay. I said this to you, to your face. Without Danielle Staub... There will be no Real Housewives in New Jersey because Teresa would not have flipped the table on Caroline Manzo. Right. Do you know what I mean? We had to bring Danielle back season two. Why wouldn't we? We we had to show the audience can this woman be able to make amends with her friends? Let's watch the journey. And we watched Jim. We watched Teresa chase her down the country club. The thing with Monica Garcia. I'm fascinated by her. No one was thinking about Salt Lake City. It was the Real Housewives of Dallas of the franchise. It was the forgotten child. You ladies are now the talk of the town, thanks to what Monica brought to the show. And yes, you guys subsequently gave great content because of that. To remove the person that made the entire universe of Housewives the most talked about franchise as of today, was stupid. You need her. Let me see her try to make amends with you that we did with Danielle before Danielle got with the security guard, Danny, the bodyguard, the Kim G and the Kim D's. The biggest mistake Danielle made was she did not want to be friends with Teresa, Jacqueline, and Caroline. And and Danielle thought she was shooting a spinoff of the Danielle show. And, and that's what made the network not bring her back season three. And rightfully so. And Danielle will admit that today. I would have preferred to see Monica attempt to do it. And if she failed, so be it. But for us as the audience, Heather, to be cheated, by not seeing if she's able to do that, I think was just a, a, a missing element to what the show needed. I think um, if she was more humble... In her being found out, if she was like more, instead of being like, well, look what you did. You're old and ugly or whatever. Like, I think if she was like, look, you know, these are the things I did. You know, it was towards Jen Shaw. And yes, I did repeat some things, but I really wasn't going after you guys. And um, yeah, I wanted to be on the show. I think I think we could work this out. Like if she was like that, but that's. That's not who she is. She isn't the, who she is. Is who we saw. I said this before, but I think it's not just about the um, reality of Montes. I think it's that she put cameras in Jen Shaw's house, and they were going to her phone, and she was privy to a woman's life that was not part of Bravo. That could have been fights with her husband, talking to her boys, and. I just don't, I think that is what made Bravo say we can't have you. I think if that camera thing hadn't happened when she was the quote unquote the assistant and if it was just Reality Bontis, I think they would have tried to keep her and maybe brought a friend of hers on somehow because the, the only friend can't be Mary. 
you know? <laughs> and at that point, I mean, it was five against one. Yeah. So what do you do when it's five against one? I think there's some truth to the cameras in the house, but I want to go further with you from what I heard. Okay, tell. I heard that Monica, because of those cameras in the house, is privy to some information that could ruin Heather. And that the reason why Heather, who conveniently, and you guys, this is a reality TV producer. We all know that the most, <clears throat> the two most important episodes of any reality season is what, Heather? The season premiere and the season finale. Those are the two most important episodes of any season. How convenient, Heather, that all of a sudden you and your hairstylist and her curling iron found all this information about Monica on the Bermuda trip that was going to be your finale and that you just so happened to stumble upon all this information. And when you guys recreated that big little lie scene where Meredith played the role of Nicole Kidman, okay? And Whitney was Reese Witherspoon, okay? (laughs) When you guys reenacted Big Little Lies, we have a traitor amongst us. And all the ladies, oh my gosh, I'm shaking. What's going on here? Oh my gosh. Heather was trying to make sure that she gave the girls all this information and to get Monica out of there because this is what I know as a producer. If you confront a housewife, with information, without having the alliance of your other co-stars, you are going to look crazy if no one has your back. It was very important that Heather had the backings of her co-stars. So that when Monica, to me, who sat there cool as a cucumber, yeah, she said crazy things about Lisa, right? But it was important that Heather made sure that she had all these women on her side. And when she said, you can leave, you can go, I'm more disturbed that Heather got away with lying on production. You and I both know what it's like to be behind the scenes, doing all the work, working late night hours. The fact that an investigation was launched to production because she thought they may have punched her in the eye or hid footage is more disturbing to me as a producer then Monica having a fake blog or a blog or whatever. And yes, I agree with you. The tapping of the house is, is not good. And I do agree with that. And I do agree that at the reunion, I would have love for Monica to say, I'm sorry. It should not have happened. The one thing I want you guys to realize, I would like to earn your trust. It may take some time, but I will give you ladies all the time in the world. That's it. But that just isn't who she is. Even if someone gave her that advice, that's just not who she is. And we want people to be real. I, listen, I think she's got a, a, a big future in reality TV. And I wouldn't be surprised if they bring her back. Mid-season, for sure. Or some in some other situation or in Ultimate Girls, One Hit Wonders. I don't know. But I think that she will do just fine in life. Um, as far as like being cast in other things, and and maybe they'll bring her back on Bravo. And so I think what she what she's doing is correct to just being like she was on the red carpet of something, and they said, "How do you feel about you not being asked back?" She's like, "I think it was the right decision." And then she's like, "No, I don't. Of course, I want to come back." <laughs> but but she's not attacking them. 
She's not yeah. throwing producers under a bus. Not really. I mean, she kind of lied and said they knew. But then she sort of shut up about it. With, no, but with then, the, then sources said that possibly uh, the casting producer knew. Yes. Yeah. Right. So. Yes. Right. And produce- I want her back, Heather. I want to well, come back on the show next season. Because th- th- this was the best season of Salt Lake City yeah. by far. No, I did. I really loved it. And I, I do I do like Heather Gay. I I still, I complain that we still don't know what happened with the eye. I don't know if she's saving it for her next book. If I'll ever find out when I meet her, when I take my son to look at University of Utah and she tells me after a cocktail. Because she says it was her, but she never says, like, what happened. Like, we were messing around. We were wasted. I put a little ice on it. I did not think it would blow up like that. But yes, or she did get mad at me and it was a deliberate hit in my eye. Like, we still don't know. Were yeah. they messing around? It was a mistake, but it really was, you know, at the hands of Jen. I don't know. But yeah, but but saying it on the book tour, joking that it was a producer, that that was wrong, but it was on the book tour. It was without the cameras there. It was on her own time. But they had an investigation, allegedly. Oh, okay. Because well, she yeah. kept saying it. Right. Well, yeah. To sell a book. And to protect. But it wasn't even in the book. No, no. She was using it to, I know, oh. on, her, on her press tour to, like, gain interest. I was told that, <clears throat> speaking of someone who loves the fame, Heather Gay is the one you need to watch out for. Oh, I know she loves the fame because I went out with her and um, she couldn't believe that people recognized me <laughs> and not and not her because I had somebody come up about white chicks or something and another person about Chelsea Lately and another person about Juicy Scoop. And it didn't bother me at all because I've been hanging out with uh, Real Housewives in the Wild for like 15 years and it doesn't, um, I, I get it. I get what did it. she say to you? She was really nice. She just was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe they recognize you and not me." <laughs> she and said I, that. Yes, and I was like, "I don't. It doesn't bother me. I like her. I really <laughs> like her." But I think in Salt Lake City, she never. I don't think she'd ever hung out. We were in Park City. I don't think she'd ever hung out with someone other than someone in her cast that might get recognized. So in her defense, that was it. But I was like, "Hey, look, I know." <laughs> I know. And my one friend goes, doesn't that bother you? I go, no, it doesn't bother me. I mean, that's why I find these women fascinating. Because they became so much more famous than me within like a year. That yes. took me like 30 years to get to. So go here's ahead, the shortcut. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Carlos, tell everybody where they can enjoy your podcast yes. and follow you and everything. Reality with the King podcast, wherever you get your podcast, plus my YouTube channel. And follow me on all social media platforms at the Carlos King underscore. Love you. I Isn't love you, a delight? Love you so much. Oh, and 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 everybody, go to heathermcdowell.net. The tickets for my show at in Thousand Oaks, California, just outside of LA. Sept- uh, sorry, March 16th, Saturday, 7 p.m. They will be available to everybody. But if you're part of Patreon, the pre-code is there. The pre-sale code is there. But now everyone can get it. Thank you. Starting Friday, everyone can get tickets to see me.
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.